And today's episode of 101, by the way, thank you so much for listening to 101. It means so much to me. Today's episode is brought to you, sponsored by, and that's it. The ad's over. Now, if you skipped it, go back, listen to it. I got to get paid somehow. It's not that long. You can actually just put it on in the background. You don't have to listen to it. Mute it. I still get paid. Please help a brother out. Today's episode with Val Stancheck. I am really really excited for you guys to hear. I know I say this for every episode, and I mean it for every episode. That's why I say it all the time. But I am 100% even more excited for this episode because this is a very important and crucial episode. It's a fun episode. There's a lot of stuff that happens in it uh, that doesn't deal with what we're talking about, like the core subject. But the main core subject is incredibly valuable incredibly educational, and it comes from someone who is just a lovely human, and his name is Val Stanchek, and I'm going to let him tell you his story. So without further ado, Val Stanchek. are back with 101. Val, stand check. Hello, everybody. In studio. What's going on? Well, hanging out. This is take two of this wonderful podcast. Yes, Because yes. I was too quiet the first time. Yes. Well, it was partly my fault, partly your fault. Oh, yeah. So it was a 50-50. So yeah. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, you know, we you, you, you live, you learn, you... Never do it again. Exactly. So if this doesn't work, oh well. <laughs> then it was never meant to be. But uh, no, I have a feeling it was meant to be. So um, sipping on some Dole pineapple juice. Do you like pineapple juice? I do like pineapple juice. I fucking I like pineapple. love pineapple juice. It is like out of every juice that's available to drink, I find myself most gravitating towards pineapple juice. I don't know what it is. Like I love pineapple in general. Yeah. You know, something about it is just like if you give me a good pineapple slice, yeah, exactly. Oh. And like cooked with certain things, it's oh. really good. Yeah, on pizza? Like, are you a pineapple on pizza? Hmm. I'm neutral about it. I was thinking like pineapple on ham is always like been a good combination for me, even though I don't care for like ham and most pork products too much. Really? Yeah, just like out of like, eh. I'd rather like find something else usually, okay. not out of like a disdain, but just out of preference. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, uh... Pineapple and ham on pizza. I've done that a few times. It's all right. It's not my preferred. Like if I'm a... Oh, I meant just pineapple oh, and ham. Like, you know, the big general. like hams. Usually you see them in like shows or television and whatnot. They look like all glazed and whatnot. Oh, Those are good. Okay. Those okay. are good. I'm thinking pizza. Who isn't? Like, <laughs> I love pizza. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, But like you put pineapple and ham on pizza and there's this... It's weird because... The ham always ends up slimy, in my opinion. In your opinion? Like, on pizza, the ham always ends up slimy. Well, because what's weird is pizza isn't that sweet. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you're taking bits and pieces of pineapple, and you're biting it, and it's a weird contrast. For some people, mm-hmm. it's so incredibly off-putting, right? Because pizza's not that sweet. And then all of a sudden, you're... 
ugh, there's a there, like there's a tartness to this now. Yeah. On the other hand, some people like me, if you love pineapple, it fucking works. Yeah. There Doesn't you matter go. what's on it. Mm-hmm. So, I wonder what like like what's the weirdest thing anyone's ever done with pineapple? Mm. Like peanut butter and pineapple? Do you think that would go good? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Absolutely no? not. No. Like I don't think like. Maybe if there was, like, a pineapple jam of some kind. But even then, I feel like it would just be, like, too, like, tart for peanut butter. Pineapple jam. Like what? Jelly? Yeah. Like grape? Yeah. Like grape jelly? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I wa- Do you know those, like, Uncrustables? Yeah. I wonder how that would taste. So you get rid of the peanut butter. Or actually, no. You you do the peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Jelly. And then a slight bit of pineapple. Maybe. I could see it as like maybe possibly like bringing something to the table. Like right. Accentuating or whatever the fuck the word is. Like <laughs> some sort of flavor. I fucking love Uncrustables, man. God. I remember seeing them all the time in like school. Yeah. Like school lunches. And it's like, I want that. Those were the go-to. Right. Like the lazy thing. Like you just, you can't, uh, you can't make the lunch. So like. The parent is just like, fuck it, honey, fuck it, son, fuck it. You're just going to school, and I'm and two uncrustables and a lun- and a, a, a a juice box in yeah, your lunch box. Two uncrustables, a juice box, and you're gonna face the wrath of God. Yeah, <laughs> enjoy, and that'll be your that'll be your escape right there. Mm-hmm. That's what you have to look forward to, the uncrustables. Yeah, I'm telling you, that got me through. Honestly, one of the things that got me through. God, I remember being in school. Lunch was the only thing that got me through. I'm so food motivated. Yeah. You always looked forward to the, the, like for me, was it like, it was a ding over mm-hmm. the, over the, the speaker. Mm-hmm. Was that it for you as well? Well, or was it, it just sort of like go to lunch? Yeah, it was kind of like <laughs> go to lunch in high school. Uh, we had the Pirates of the Caribbean theme playing as our bell. And that's just what we had to deal with for, like, an entire four minutes. Really? Yeah. The Pirates of the Caribbean, the... Oh, shit. How's that shit go? Like... Fuck. How's it go? Oh, man. I'm, like, blanking now because I haven't been to school in forever. Yeah. But that's a great theme. But that's your... That that was your bell? Yeah. That was the bell. Why? Because the school we went to was, like, pirate-themed. Oh, like the pirate okay. mascot and whatever. So that's what we had. That's what we had to live with. Oh, my God. And after a while, it was like, at first, like when you're a freshman, first few days, it's cool. But the t- by the time you're a senior, it's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, I want to die. I hate <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. I never even watched Pirates of the Caribbean. I watched it 20 times. I don't care where you are. You want to die. Yeah. Jesus. What, like, what time was this, like, uh, year-wise? Um trying to think like where this fell in terms of when the movies came out i don't know so like my i graduated 2017 oh my god this is way after the movies yeah well at least after what the third one is oh nine oh eight somewhere in there mm-hmm. i think but then there's what five of those fuckers yeah exactly so Fuck. it's like it, I, they're just gonna keep milking that horse well i think johnny depp's out I'm pretty sure he's out. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're moving on without him. F. I think they're just like, yeah, we're over this. Like, we're done jerking the Jack Sparrow dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> F, go. <laughs> Be gone. We're going to tell a different story. Which is weird if you think about it because, like, he's the face of that franchise. Mm-hmm. So now you're going to move on without him? That's yeah. almost suicide. 
Yeah. I mean, maybe they'll come up with something really good. It's Pirates of the Caribbean, not Jack Sparrow of, of the, the Caribbean. Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe we'll find out about another pirate. Yeah. Eh. I was never really into that series, though, if I'm being completely yeah. honest. I watched the first one. I was like, all right, this is all right. I I really like the second one. The second one's pretty fun mm-hmm. with uh, Davy Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really good shit. And then after that, I lost interest. Yeah, usually... It- like, that kind of movie was just something, like, I would come home from school, and the TV just happened to be on, it happened to be Pirates of the Caribbean, and you just kind of, like, sit there, veg out with your with your snacks. Your, like, your, your Uncrustables. Yeah, my Uncrustables <laughs> or my, like, snack-sized thing of Cheez-Its, and it's just, like, I'm watching this passively. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp's good. I like Johnny Depp. And, you know, as an actor, he's he's done some good shit. Mm-hmm. Like, what's your favorite Johnny Depp movie? goddamn thing about anything really like really i know you're into the terminator a lot i've only watched that like we watched it recently Uh because i watched it as a child and of course like any movie i say i watched as a child i might as well not have watched it yeah i've only we watched that shit recently okay but like off the top of your head you like uh, if i were to say name five johnny Depp movies right now could you excluding pirates of the caribbean i would tell you (laughs) to get fucked (laughs) really like you haven't seen um Oh, geez. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Oh, you know what? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen that. Okay. Have you seen Sweeney Todd? The the yeah. killer barber one? No, yeah, I know. I'm, like, giving you such a face because I was in high school theater, and we had to do Sweeney Todd for my senior, like, theater uh-huh. production, and it was absolutely atrocious and awful. We had just one wooden cube that was poorly built. And on each side of the cube, there was like a different like scene. Setting. Yeah. And it was just awful. The whole production was awful. What were you? Like, were you in it? Um, Not in it, but I was a part of it. I worked the light. So I worked <sighs> the lighting board. And then I would just do like other like little stage hand things. Okay. I was... Dude, much respect to that because I did theater all four years of oh really uh, of high school and yeah like I have I have a lot of friends that you know I still have in my life I talk to and they did that shit and I always like would look at them and go man you guys like you know at the end we would do applause for yeah the crew and everything but it's like man the shit I was seeing backstage of them running like, running around with their heads cut off like mm-hmm. wondering oh like like what do we do there's a technical difficulty that like one of these lights isn't turning on or yeah mm-hmm. crazy shit what did you do did you do acting i was uh, yeah i was the acting oh i thought that's what i wanted to do with my life oh. be an actor some people still say yeah i should but it was fun like that's the only thing that got me through high school mm-hmm. if i'm being completely honest that's that's why i went to high school that i went the un- uncrustables and the uncrustables <laughs> i went for the uncrustables and for the theater yeah i remember having a lot of fun in theater i really wanted to do the acting but i didn't have enough like self-confidence uh-huh. i was like i'm not going to be able to memorize a script or like know my place so i'm just going to do like the backstage shit okay. i did a lot of, i pretty much touched up on everything from costumes to just like helping people like in the back the actors like uh get dressed help them with their like roles um provide moral support just like little things here and there to doing lights and whatnot. And it's funny that you like mentioned the applause thing because at the end of Sweeney Todd, my high school teacher was very insistent that the crew does not come out and get applause. Yeah. What a dick. Yeah. Man, like man or woman? Yeah. 
What an ass. Yeah, what a fucking dick. Yeah, he was kind of an asshole. He got fired you don't, afterwards. He insisted that the crew gets no applause. Yeah, he was like, I do not want the crew coming out and getting applause. You have to stay back there. Stay in your place. You do not come out. And, like, I couldn't come out anyway because I was on the light board and I had to control all of that yeah. regardless. But everybody that was in the crew in the back of the stage revolted anyway and came out anyway to get applause. Fucking good. Good. Well, what's weird is we didn't actually have the crew come out, to my knowledge, off the top of my head. Like, if my memory serves me right, anytime we would end a show, we would always... So we would get the applause from the audience and then we would start clapping and we would point outwards toward the audience and it, behind the audience was the booth, which I guess is maybe where you yeah, were. Yeah, that's where I was. Uh, which is like the people that look onward mm-hmm. towards the show to make sure the lighting and everything and they're yeah. doing the sound and everything. So we would do them first, we would applaud, and then we would point like off stage to the people, you know, on either side. Mm-hmm. But I don't think anyone ever came out, but damn. What an ass. What was your favorite, like, play or role that you did? Uh, my favorite was a show called The Werewolf's Curse, and it was, like, a parody of um, old kind of, uh, like, horror movies. Mm-hmm. You know, like The Wolfman, Frankenstein, Dracula, that kind of shit. Yeah. It was a parody of that. Um, it's a really funny show. I forget who wrote it, but that was a fun show. I, I got to play a character, Dr. Fr- Dr. Franken, Dr. Frankenstein, Steen, something like that. Mm-hmm. I have a picture of it here. I'll, I'll actually pull it up. It was a really shitty like wig that I got mm-hmm. to wear um, and really fucking dorky looking glasses. And and uh, it was just a fun character. I got to have a British accent mm. and just be over the fucking top. You know what I mean? Like there was nothing that I could do that was too, too much over the top for this character. That's always fun. That's always fun because it's like you can do whatever the fuck you want, you mm-hmm. know? Um, especially if you have like an eccentric personality and you could like think off of your feet like that, you could come up with some really funny stuff. Yeah. When I was doing it, I was doing so much improv, like towards the end, my director, Ed Kachergo, by the Mm -hmm. way, shout out to him. Never forget him. Uh, he was like, yeah, you know, kind of, uh, I trust you with this. All right, here it is. Oh my God, that's so funny. I love that. Right? Like, it's so weird seeing you like without the hair. And no hair, no facial hair, except for like a the little long... bit that I, that I could grow. I can like see that's you, but like it's still like, oh. Right? Very different. I'll put this on social media, everybody, so you guys can see this as well. I haven't shared this, but uh, yeah, that's me. Hmm. Like 2011, 2010, 11, wow. somewhere in there. Um. But yeah, uh, he was like, you know, stay on script, but kind of, you know, if you, feel, if you feel experimental, I trust you enough because I had done, I, I did every show all four years. So that oh. was three shows a year for four. So what, 12, three, six, nine, 12 shows, mm. every single show I did. Um, and this was like my like eighth or ninth, something, you know, something like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he, he, he really trusted me and that was really fun. Just being able to, you know, whatever I felt like saying that night, because we did three shows mm. over like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, yeah. or maybe four shows. But anyways, uh, and that was just really fun. That's mm. something that I really like admire about actors that can like improv. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like to have the wit. Like Robin Williams. Robin Williams was hands down, I think, 
mm-hmm. the most incredible. And like the, the guy could just run with it. You could give him anything. Like you could give him this water bottle you're drinking and he would somehow be able to make a routine out of it. Mm-hmm. There's a great uh, interview that he did where someone handed him a, like a scarf from the audience mm-hmm. and he just went off on like a five minute bit with that whole thing, like being like Pakistani and like being like, you know what I mean? Like he was just yeah. off and running. But uh, anyways, so many side tangents. <laughs> um, that's my favorite. And then my least favorite was I did the Scarecrow from the Wizard of Oz. Oh. Yeah. Uh, and that wasn't fun at all because really? long story short, Ed Kachergo, he, wa- uh, he left. He, he, he quit. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was my final show. This was senior year, last show. I thought we were going to go out with a bang. Him and I were actually going to pick the show. Mm-hmm. He was, that's how like collaborative we got. He was going to let me help pick the show. And then he leaves. F. And then they, and then they, exactly F. And then they bring in someone and they, and they choose the Wizard of Oz. Like Ooh. one of the safest choices you can make. Yeah. The fucking Wizard of Oz, like the most. It's not overrated, but it's like everybody, everybody knows, knows it. it. Come like, on, bring something new to the table. That's what I'm saying. They fucking chose The Wizard of Oz. I almost didn't do the show, but my girlfriend at the time was like, no, come on. You, you want to have this under your belt. You know, you want to be able to say you did every show mm-hmm. all four years. And I was like, God damn it, you're right. So I was like, all right, I'll do The Wizard because The Wizard is only like at the end, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah, you only get like a minute or so, yeah, however long it that is. That sounds good. I go to do the audition and the, and the woman's like, mm, you kind of look like a scarecrow. Cause I looked like this yeah. tall and lanky. Yeah. I was like, God damn it. You're right. But I don't want to do the scarecrow. Mm-hmm. So anyways, it's, what's funny is that, you know, the scarecrow is supposed to be very kind of like all over the place. Cause yeah. he's made of only like straw and shit. Mm-hmm. But if you watch the playback, cause that like all the shows were filmed, mm-hmm. if you watch the playback, uh, I'm walking like a normal human half the show. Like I'm not fumbling or anything. I'm just, cause I'm not into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? My heart wasn't into it. Mm-hmm. It's a shame, but it's whatever. But we're not here to talk about acting and everything. We're here to tell your story, <laughs> which is really awesome. And, and this is why I wanted to get you back. Mm-hmm. Like when I found out that the audio for the first recording wasn't that releasable, I was like, fuck, this F. was good shit. Cause like it's important. And I think a lot of people need to hear it. So, mm-hmm. um, Val is, uh, Val's transgender. And I think one of the reasons I wanted to get you on was because I think, and I was thinking about this when I was taking a shower this morning, it was weird. I was like, I was like, how do I describe this? Um, I think when people think of anything that they're not comfortable with, whether it's transgender, whether it's you voted for Trump, whether it's anything right that you don't agree with. I think what it boils down to is you're not comfortable with it because you're not educated enough. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Well, that's one reason, right? Like, Yeah, usually like people fear the unknown. That's what I'm saying. Like they, 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 they don't have enough uh, background with it, right? Mm-hmm. So someone like me, I don't need that because I'm just, I accept everything, mm-hmm. right? I don't judge. I don't discriminate. You know, uh, I don't say you're different than I am and you're bad because you're different than I am. Mm-hmm. Every single fucking person is different, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, why is the person that is discriminating against the other person, why isn't that person getting discriminated against? Because they're different. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think getting the story out there and not only helping others, but just enlightening others mm-hmm. is really important. So the first thing, 
how did this, like, how did this come about where okay. you were like, I don't want to be female anymore. I want to be male. Okay. So first I am, I was born female, signed female birth. Uh, I identify as male. And I would say like, not too stereotypically, but pretty stereotypically, I was never like into feminine things. And that doesn't like decide on one's gender, but it did like propel me a little bit. Um, first time I really had this feeling like come to the foreground and not just like something I could ignore or something that I was just like, oh, I just like boy toys. It's whatever. Who cares? Um, I was in Kohl's. I was 13 years old. You already heard the story, but they haven't. They haven't. Um, yeah. I was 13 years old in Kohl's. My grandfather was taking me clothes shopping and I always despised clothes shopping it was so exhausting it was such a task and I never understood why I thought I was just like overstimulated or just like that's just how it was Uh and we're looking for like we're looking in the women's section for clothes for me because my school has a dress code and none of the clothes I had conformed to that dress code because it was just like jeans and I had a bunch of sweatpants and a lot of collared shirts, and I usually just had t-shirts. And after a while of, like, me getting frustrated and him getting frustrated, we were just like, okay, fuck this. We're done with this. We're going to go find my brother, and we're just going to get the fuck out of here. We're just going to, like, be gone. So we go find my brother, and we're in the men's section. And I look up. I see all of these, like, men, like, in their little, like, fucking, you know how Kohl's is, fucking bland-ass photos of all these people, like, wearing tuxedos and other, like, kind of, not too fancy, but fancy enough men's attire, and it's like, whoa, I actually think I kind of want to, like, look like that. I want to present myself in a way that's like that, and I don't understand Like, I am looking at all of this. I want to wear this instead. I want to present like this instead. I do not feel this way in the women's department. I just get frustrated. I have a stain for everything I'm looking at. I don't want to wear any of it. I don't want to, like, be a part of any of it. it. I see all the women, and I don't want to look anything like them. Um, And then went into the car after finding my brother, and... I bring this up to my grandparents who are uneducated and very conservative. And they were like, what the fuck are you talking about? We're going home. I've had it up to here with you. Like you are just, you are spewing nonsense at this point. And I didn't have a word for it. I didn't know what being transgender was. It was just like this weird feeling I had. And eventually like, it settled for, like, whatever I was focusing on at the time, but it always kept coming back in different ways. At first, it was just, like, I want to look like these people. I want to present like this. And then later on, it's, like, I don't like how my body looks. The fact that I have a chest really bothers me. So I always wear, like, really baggy clothes, something that, like, didn't, like, show off, like, any, like, curvature or anything, like, giant hoodies jeans that barely fit um 
And then it was just like a matter of I'm not relating to any of this like womanly experience. Anything that I do have that's a womanly experience, I am very uncomfortable with. And then just like I finally found the word for being trans. And I was like, oh, you know what? I think this might be it. I think this might be like what I'm feeling. So prior to this, um, prior to the Coles experience, we're going to call it the Coles experience. <laughs> it is the Coles experience, TM. <laughs> um, is that because again, like, so I'm trying to wrap my head around it. You just, it just clicked that, that in that moment, or were you thinking this leading up to it? Um, it might've been like very subtle. Creeping beforehand. up on you kind of shit. Yeah. Like. You know how, like, if anybody has, like, a younger sibling or, like, maybe a male younger sibling and you've grown up with them all this time and all of a sudden you turn around and your male sibling is just, like, his voice is a lot deeper and it's suddenly, like, whoa, when did you, like, grow three inches? What the hell happened? You were a baby yesterday. It's kind of, like, very subtle. You don't notice it until it's this big presence. It's, like, whoa, I didn't. What happened? Okay. All right. So that makes sense. So like when you were like watching, uh, I don't know, TV, mm-hmm. right. And you saw like a commercial come on for L'Oreal and like, there was like the, the stereotypical woman model, right. Mm-hmm. Long flowing hair and, and makeup caked on the face and shit mm-hmm. you just looked at that and you were like i feel nothing that doesn't resonate with me yeah like i never thought of it too much but in like, hindsight that's what it is right yeah it's just like i never felt a single thing for any of that um but then it's like other things that are like more male oriented it's like oh i want that yeah i want that <laughs> yes please Huh, that's it's it's really but like the only word is it's really interesting. Just like what that trigger is. There was like, was there any bullying that like maybe kind of steered you in that direction, or there was not any bullying that steered me in the direction. I've definitely like as a human being that has lived experienced bullying, especially as like a more introverted, creative, artsy kid that didn't have like very much knowledge on social cues. Um, I always like had a hard time like keeping up. I was a little slower. So I just like naturally got bullied. And my mother was pretty like all right with giving me like what I want and like letting me express myself a little bit how I wanted to. So I would be allowed to have like a lot of Pokemon stuff, even though like Pokemon was like generally seen by my peer group as like male for some reason. Um, I would get like boys backpacks. I wouldn't ever... Like, I had absolutely, not only did I have no desire, but I had a disdain for wearing makeup. I thought jeans were a very feminine thing as a child. Like, as a very young child, I thought jeans were feminine. So I always wanted to wear sweatpants. Nice. Which I think is very funny. That is pretty funny in hindsight. Because it's like, that makes no sense. Makes no sense. If anything, it's closer to the other way around, right? Exactly. (laughs) But, like, I, I had three brain cells to my name. My baby brain was still in. It didn't fall out yet. <laughs> Interesting. Man. So that's the trigger. The Coles experience is the trigger. It that's kind of like brought it all in hindsight. It was always there, but uh-huh. like that's what made me notice it. Okay. Seeing these these 
these two different opposing kind of things in 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 glorified kind of blown out of proportion ways yeah. with the displays of men and women mm-hmm. uh, models on the right because they're like on the ceiling right yeah when you go in like those places up they're you like have to up look. you have to look mm-hmm. huh so that happens your parent or your, your grandparents where are your parents um my father is dead oh and my Shit. mother is a fucking coke addict living somewhere in a different state fuck so you have nothing to do with her uh, yeah, I have nothing to do with her currently. Wow. So, like, it's, I'm over it. It's no big deal. That, that, that shit happened so long ago. Okay. How did your, how did your dad die? Oh, he, uh, overdosed on Oxycontin permit, uh, purposely. What the fuck? Yeah, so he killed how himself. How old were you? Um, 11. So you have memories of him? Or oh, no? yeah, I definitely have memories of him. Okay. I remember finding him, so that was dark. You found your dad dead? Yeah, it was kind of like, I walk into, like, this was like a whole thing, like, building up all day, because, like, I was 11. I don't know goddamn shit. Yeah. My baby brain just fell out, and my adult brain was starting to grow in, but it was just still, like, two brain cells. Okay. Um, I didn't know the signs of overdose, but he was clearly showing it, like, red in the face, couldn't breathe, sweating, barely able to hold himself up, so on and so forth. Yeah. And my mother saw all of this and did nothing about it. So that happened. And I remember going in to his room where he was sleeping, looking for like a hairbrush or something. And I noticed that he wasn't snoring. He was always like a very loud sleeper. Okay. And I was like, wow, he's sleeping peacefully. And something in my brain suddenly like turned on and was like, don't go near him. Just walk out of the room. Just go. Just leave. So did you intuitively know, like, he's not alive? I don't know. Like, just something in my brain was like, get out of the room. And then what happened? Did you, like, tell your mom or? Yeah, I eventually was like, hey, mom. Yeah, he's sleeping really quietly. He's not snoring. I didn't know anything. Yeah. I was just like, yeah, he's not snoring. And my mother was like, uh. Okay. And then later that day, like, because my mother's friend picked us up, we hung out at her house while all the ambulances and police were coming out and came home. And this dude, I remember it very, like, vividly. This dude was like, do you know what happened to your father? Sat us down on the couch, my brother and I. I was like, oh, yeah, he was taking drugs, wasn't he? Uh, Shit. Like, I don't know what prompted me to say that. I actually do. My mother accused him of taking drugs. So, like, she knew something was going on because she told me. She's like, I think he's taking drugs. And I'm like, okay, I'm 11. And he was like, um, he's dead. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. So, like, you don't remember much sadness coming over you? Uh, no, I definitely was very sad. Uh Uh-huh. But, like... I learned to cope with it, and now I'm over it, and I've used humor as, like, a very useful t- coping mechanism, and now it's, like, I'm fine, and I'm talking about it freely. Yeah, I was going to say, you. yeah, you're, like, very, like, if if this was filmed, people would be able to see, like, you almost have, like, a smirk on your face. <laughs> yeah, because I think it's just, like, the whole situation is, like, so absolutely mind-boggling. Yeah. And so, like, out of left field 
for a lot of people because like a lot of people I know still have their parents. So it's like usually like somebody will ask like a question you ask. I'm like, oh, yeah, they're just dead. And they're like, oh, and then you usually I'll like bring in the humor to cope with it. Yeah, well, hey, look, I mean, death's a natural part of life. So it's just unfortunate that you were 11. Yeah. You know, like, damn. And you kind of were the first person that saw it, mm-hmm. you know, because you have to assume at that point he was yeah, checked he was, out. Yeah, he checked out. Shit. If I walked any closer to him, I would have seen like a bunch of pills scattered all around. Oh, man. I'm sorry, dude. That's crazy, man. Ugh, I can't imagine that. So like, congrats, uh, strangers on the Internet. You know my lore. Well, there you go. I mean, look, it's all part of the story. I mean, so, okay, g- give me the timeline. This is the, this is prior to the Coles experience? Yes. Okay, so this is before. Mm-hmm. So that happens. Your mom is not necessarily the greatest mom. She's not going to get any awards anytime soon. No. So then what? Does she just say, get out of here? Like she gives you up to your grandparents? Kind of. We were taken by foster care. So foster care came in. Because they saw the situation. They were like, uh-uh. Yeah. Unacceptable. Yeah. We were not in like healthy living conditions. So eventually my grandparents got custody of me and my brother and had to like uproot all of our life and whatnot. But yeah, that was like, I would say two or three years later, probably the Coles experience happened okay. after like my father's passing. Shit crazy dude this is this is is a crazy story Mm -hmm. i can't imagine that so what you don't really know where your mom like you know she's like do you know what state she's in yeah i know the state and like i've seen her like two years ago Uh uh-huh but she's like absolutely like so out there and still like not getting any mom awards anytime soon i was like you know what i can't do this i just have to like not talk to her I'm not going to have a healthy relationship with her. Uh-huh. I'm kind of fucking losing it. And I just like cut her off and haven't spoken to her since. And especially now. I mean, I don't know her, but I, I, I would imagine because this is it's a hard thing for a lot of parents to to accept. I would think it's harder for the parent, plural, uh, to accept that, you know, versus uh, like a stranger off the street or someone you like maybe became friends with, right? Mm-hmm. Like my my daughter wants to identify as a male. So I wonder how that would how that would go over with her if you were to reconnect with her and then be like, oh and by the way, I don't even want to be what I was assigned when you I had actually, me. Actually last time I saw her told her about this and of course like most parents she was like, I'm fucking confused. I don't get it. Um but she talked with me about it and she like was open. She had an open and honest conversation with me and I was able to like just be open about it. Um, there was really no like chastising or anything. She sounded like she would like turn around until towards the end of my trip there, like she started like pretending she had a GPS, like threatening that she had a GPS system in my phone and was tracking me because I was, like, out with, like, friends I haven't seen for, like, ever. And all of this nonsense and just, like, being off the walls batshit. And she goes to my grandfather, who isn't okay with me being trans, 
and starts telling him everything I told her in confidence and starts coming back to me like I told your grandfather everything and um all of this stuff is like crazy um you're absolutely delusional um I won't ever accept this so on and so forth and like use everything I said in confidence to her against me when she like absolutely went sicko mode so do you think she do you think she's kind of responsible for your grandparents not approving of this or do you think either way they wouldn't have oh yeah even beforehand they wouldn't have oh so that's just how as you put it uneducated and uneducated um very conservative viewpoints then like they're a lot older so what is it with what is it with people not being okay with it do you like are you able to put your finger on it like put aside the fact like when you say they're conservative like I, there, there, there has to be a deeper kind of... I think it's, like, a fear of the unknown, like, a not understanding. Um, probably, like, for them, at least, like, religion is involved in that. So it's, like, this is against God and whatnot. Whatever excuse they have. Um, so, like, a fear of religion and, like, heavy beliefs of, like, this isn't right and this isn't normal. Um, an attachment if they're like family or whatnot it's like I grew up with you being like this and I love you like this and I'm scared about what the future is because they like think you're going to be a different person are they more worried because okay so for everybody listening um and this is why I wish this shit was filmed I got to get on that but like when you look at Val okay so I'm just going to describe Val currently you're not on hormones Currently not. Currently not. So you do still, like, just face-wise, mm-hmm. you have a very feminine face. Yes. I mean, that's just the way it is. That's right? just the way it that's is. The, Unfortunately, as much matter. as I hate hate it. That's the truth of the matter is you, like, that, like, that's why, like, if someone comes in and sees you, they'll most likely say, ma'am. Yes. Right? And that's what happens at work all the time. Yeah. Even if I wear this tiny, the smallest fucking, like, little pin the smallest pin they could give me at my work that says he, him on it. Oh, okay. Like, no one ever fucking needs it. No one cares. <laughs> they just want their drink and they want to go. Yeah, They're just going to call me ma'am and move on. Well, that's very subtle. It's like almost like, what does that even mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what does it mean? And like, how is it applied to me getting my order? Just give hey. me my drink, ma'am. Yeah, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> um... But I wonder if it's almost like they're more worried because you do want to get on hormones. Yes. And you do want to literally go all the way. You don't just want to stay the way you look and call yourself a dude. You want to literally look like a dude. Yes. Right? As Like like on the outside at least. Like mm-hmm. under the clothes maybe not so much. I know because I know you want to, as you say, hashtag chop the titties. Chop the titties. Hashtag top, chop the titties. <laughs> um, fucking... I do want top surgery. I don't want bottom surgery under the fear of like, if I lost my feeling down there, I think I would just die. Yeah. So like maybe in the future, if I feel like there's a surgery that I am comfortable with or like if there's less invasive surgeries, um, it might be an option further down the road. But right now a prosthetic is good enough for me. Um, Do you mean like a, like a dildo? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. 
I just want to make sure we're thinking of the same thing. Like this, like the strap. Okay, the strap on. Um, the strap. <laughs> the strap. Uh, so yeah, so you want to go all the way. So I wonder if like do, do your grandparents know that, right? Um. Yes, they feign ignorance a lot, but they do know. They do know, and I have a sneaking suspicion. Like they're not okay with it to begin with, but I have a feeling, and it goes back to what you were saying. They knew you as this. They're scared of what's going to come mm-hmm. and the fact that you're not going to necessarily look the same, mm-hmm. right? You will look different yeah. once you get on this shit. It's like a second puberty. Yeah. Like I know I like a perfect example that we both know Chris, mm-hmm. um, shout out to Chris, uh, before I even found out, like when I first met him, I honestly thought that was a guy. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, he is like, of course, like, yeah. the, like I'm not trying to be a dick about it, but like you thought he was like. I saw he was born as a dude. Yeah. Come to find out he was born as a woman. Mm-hmm. And he looks like if if what happens to him happens to you. No one's calling me ma'am ever again. Never, ever again. Because he looks like a 100% guy. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome. Like, that's how good it's gotten. So, I mean, but I think that's that's really what they're not looking forward to. And I mean, mm-hmm. no offense. Who's, like, who knows if they'll even be around? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, how old are they? Oh, fucking older. Are they old? Like, in their 70s. They're but old. they're, like, walking around like they're in their 40s. Oh, okay. So, they're, like, oh, shit. Yeah, so they might fine. be fucked. I might be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> they might be around for another 30 years. Yeah, if they don't cut contact with me first. <laughs> oh, man. Which sucks. It's, like, there's a lot. There's a big problem with, like, LGBT youth being homeless, being kicked out of their house, being abused by... Uh, family, so on and so forth. And it's just like such a problem. Oh, I imagine. I imagine there's probably so many cases of, of people just being like, get get out. Mm-hmm. You No, uh-uh. you're going to stay like this or if you're, or, or if you're not, there's the door. Mm-hmm. I'll help you pack. Yeah, or like Shit. kids that are like gay or lesbian or bi, they come mm-hmm. out and it's like there's the door, get out. Yeah. Or like... Conversion therapy is still very much legal in a lot of states. So, like, a lot of parents, especially, like, maybe ones with religious views that don't support this, will send their child to get, like, religious conversion therapy or even, like, electroshock therapy, which isn't therapy at all. That's straight abuse. Right? That's, like, some clockwork orange shit. You ever see that movie? Um, I've heard of it, and I've, like, read snippets of the book i think you'd like that movie mm-hmm. I, that's a very fucked up movie and yeah. like there's a scene like do you know the iconic scene where like he's sitting in a chair and they yeah, have his eyes like yeah. held open yeah and like that's supposedly like that's a form of therapy they're trying of like mm-hmm. i forget the context of it i've only seen it a few times but that's a fucked movie mm-hmm. that's a scary movie oh great, yeah great movie though when you were saying um i forget what triggered this in my head but uh joe rogan he just had on um his name's rob kearney and mm-hmm. he's one of the world's strongest men. Mm-hmm. Like he's a he can lift heavy shit. Mm-hmm. But he's also gay. Yeah. And it's uh, his hashtag or not his hashtag. His at on on social media is world's strongest gay. <laughs> and uh, he was telling this really funny story to uh, to Joe. He was like, I was doing this one thing. Uh, like I like I was at one of these uh, tournaments or whatever they're fucking called, where you know he was up against a bunch of people mm-hmm. trying to lift the most amount. And people were watching in the stands and it's his turn to come up and he starts to lift and he hears from the, from like somebody in the crowd, he, he like they're, they're yelling faggot, faggot. Like they're like, they're just caught, like they're just unleashing on him mm-hmm. and he stops and he, and he calls them out and he goes, dude, I suck dick 
and I'm stronger than you. Yeah, like and that he just shut gonna, him like, down. Kick your ass. He shut him not... down. He shut him down. What Good. a what a great phrase though. Mm-hmm. I suck dick, and I'm stronger than you. <laughs> yeah, like he's going to like beat your ass into a pulp. Yeah, he's going to crush your bones into a singularity. Oh yeah, yeah. They they, they lift thousands of pounds. But I mm-hmm. just thought that was so cool that one Joe even had him on, mm-hmm. right? Because that's cool. Just in general to hear that story. It's a great episode. Rob Kearney. And two, I, 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 I just, that's what I took away from it. That was such a great thing that he did. You know, he said, I'm not afraid to, you know, like, I'm not going to take that. Mm-hmm. So, like, have you ever like dealt with shit like that of like, maybe not to that degree, but like, you, you know, like the bullying, like, do you have like a, a, like a thing that stands out in your head of, hmm. and like you called them out on it or like, how do you handle it? Usually I don't like experience it like that. I've never like had anyone like outright call me like a fucking faggot or anything usually if people do i'm like yeah and like i definitely am a faggot what like that's about as important as you pointing out that i have brown hair um but usually i don't experience it outright like that no one's ever like come up to me and work and been like hey tranny um um usually it's just like deeper shit like from my family being like if you do this we're never going to talk to you again and family's everything so I've had to learn over the years how to like deal with the possibility of not having like my family or making myself my own family or or finding friends right like yeah exactly like almost for you it's almost like friends are our family yeah exactly making my own family that's cool that's great. There's a lot of cases of that. And, and, and like, I have many examples of that. Like, I love my family. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I really do. But, like, perfect example, one of, like, my best friend in life, Boyd, uh, I call him my brother. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we're not even related. Mm-hmm. Yet I would say that I'm closer to him than I am my actual biological, half biological brother. Mm-hmm. You know? And on one hand, that's sad. But on the other hand, that's just the way it is. Yeah, nothing and wrong with that. Nothing wrong with it. But yeah, I totally get where you're coming from, where you almost have to kind of mold your own family, mm-hmm. right? But that's kind of cool. Yeah. You have like, that. You can kind of pick and choose. Like you can see who's, all right, all right, uh, you get me. So mm-hmm. now I'm going to try to open up a little more to you and, and see if I can let you in and cre- mm-hmm. you know, create my own like a DIY family. Exactly. <laughs> that's awesome. So... Okay, so you haven't necessarily been called tranny or, or anything, but there's definitely been some examples of that in your life. And mm-hmm. are you more like you kind of like keep it bottled up or do you call it out like, fuck you? Like, who the fuck are you to say anything about me? I could say something about you, you prick. Yeah, it depends like the situation I'm in. And if it's appropriate to do that, usually I'll just take the option that like has the least amount of like conflict and stress especially if i'm like in a big family gathering where a lot of people are like would be pitted against me in that sense because i'm the only queer person in my family like out of all of my cousins all of my i am the gay cousin that that's me i'm the token gay cousin so it's just like in some family situations i just won't do anything just to keep the peace 
And then other situations, if it's like a one-on-one, like with a family member, I'll be like, hey, this is how it is. This is how it's going to be. Now, I'm not going to change because you don't like it. Good. Good. And again, fuck them because you, you can make your own family. Exactly. So you don't need that shit. It's just a shame, man, the, the fucking culture we live in. Mm-hmm. And it, you know what? It, it is getting better. It's not negative all the way around. You know, it's, I feel like there's more and more and more acceptance. So like even something like where you work is, is they'll pay for your. Yeah. Everything. Like they'll pay for the, the surgeries. They'll pay for the, right. They, that's yeah, all covered. Yeah, at least like partly because oh, okay. of their healthcare. Like I'm sure I'm going to have to pay something. They're not going to oh, okay. pay for all of it. But like place I'm working at offers healthcare. And they offer, like, health care for trans people in the sense that, like, they will help you get top surgery. Um, for trans women, they will help with facial feminization surgery and uh, uh, vocal therapy and all of this good shit. Yeah, that's good. I mean, you go back, like, like not even that long ago, I feel like that shit would have like, you'd have to fund that completely yourself mm-hmm. so i mean we are going in a positive direction it's it's slow but mm-hmm. slow but steady you know definitely it's a shame it doesn't all happen at once where everyone's just like look yeah. guys everybody's different you are different from joe schmo down the street even mm-hmm. though if, even if you classify as normal you both are different whether mm-hmm. it's down to your dna whether it's down to you have more freckles than this other guy you have mm-hmm. you know like People just need to wake up and be like, look, as long as you're not hurting anybody, as long as you're not bullying someone, as long as you're not, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Fucking accept them. Mm-hmm. The fuck? Who the fuck cares if you want to be a man? I don't yeah, care. Because it's like, it's not going to hurt anybody. I'm not like you, I'm not hurting anyone. That's what I'm saying. And then it, just to go back to that Rob Kearney guy, he was like, look, never once in my life have I tried to make someone gay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's, I think when it comes down to, and honestly, I wonder if that's, do you think there's more of a um, negative idea surrounding gay people or trans people? Mm. What's um, what's the bigger, like, that's a no-no kind of thing in most people's minds? Um, I don't know, because it, like, it depends on where you're coming from, but usually I see more, like, positive gay repu- representation, um than trans representation. Um, hmm. I don't really know. I think both have their hardships and both are like, like I don't think it's like comparing apples and oranges. It's like both are having a hard time. It's not like one's having a more hard time than the other. Um, both are being like, youth are being bullied and kicked out of their homes for being gay or trans. Um, like women like trans women of color especially are being killed constantly um just like all of the shit like they're both facing like extreme hardships but i don't think one might have it like necessarily worse than the other it's just different okay now here's another kind of deep thinking question because this is shit i think about like Mm -hmm. when when i'm thinking about okay so Val's coming on, and this is what we're going to essentially talk about. We're free mm-hmm. to talk about, I don't know. And we talked about theater for a little while. We're free while. to talk about Johnny Depp. Yeah, whatever. We're free to talk about anything. But 
is it harder for a man to transition to a woman or a woman to transition to a man? Definitely um, a man to transition into a woman. That's harder? Definitely. And my reasoning is it's like, for one, testosterone is a hell of a fucking drug. Like, that shit will overpower estrogen any day. Like, I can go on testosterone. My voice is going to deepen. I might grow facial hair, um, more muscle mass, whatnot. Like, I'm just going to look like a really twinky dude, but a dude nonetheless. With trans women, usually they have to find themselves, like, getting facial feminization surgery, like, shaving down millimeters of bone just to have, like, a like a more feminine appearance. Um, they have to like possibly have surgeries of like getting their Adam's apple like shaved down. So that, yeah, you're giving me a face. And Ooh, that, that just sounds rough. Yeah, it does sound rough. Um, usually it's a lot harder for trans women to pass. Um, in the society we're in, I believe that like there's definitely like misogyny. Like beyond belief across the board like a lot of like men in power or like just like men in general not saying all men of course um usually it's like like look at like lower wages for women women's reproductive rights that are like being decided by men in power um women have it a lot like rougher and usually in a society it's like they look at someone that's like a trans male. It's like, oh, of course you want to be male. Of course you do. That's powerful. Um, but they look at like a trans woman. It's like, why would you want to be a woman? Why would you want to be like, quote unquote, lesser? Do you, does that make sense? Yeah, in a yeah, way? it does. It does. The more like, the more you talk about it, the more, yeah, it's like, I definitely see it's, it's easier to build up. So just like talking about physical for a second, it's mm -hmm. easier to build forward mm -hmm. than it is to cut back yes right it's easy to get fat mm -hmm. it's hard to lose weight mm -hmm. right yeah so that's sort of like the kind of comparison here it's it's easier to put on muscle mm -hmm. it's hard to have that muscle and say "Ooh, i don't like the way my arms look i want more quote-unquote feminine looking arms now i gotta get rid of this shit mm -hmm. yeah it's like bone structure like shoulder like the shoulders might be wider um just like possibly like larger hands, larger feet, whatnot, a deeper voice. It's a lot harder to bring your voice up than to make it go down. So like my voice will drop, but it's a lot harder for like a trans woman to have their voice like pass femininely. Gotcha. Yeah, very true. And I mean, just the like, I'm not very familiar with like, who's the standout? Because we know the standout trans woman is... Caitlyn or uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, that's like the um, kind of the 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 what's the word the the poster child. Yeah, for there's it. also a uh, Laura Crocs. I think her name is Laura Crocs, like something like that. Okay. The woman from Orange Is the New Black, the trans woman. I know the show. I don't know who you're exactly referring to. Okay, well, she's an actress and she's a trans woman, and okay. a lot of people like possibly had like their first experience like seeing a trans woman possibly in a positive or even neutral light through her okay very cool so yeah so it's like who is the who's the other one who's the way or who's the trans man 
like the the poster child for that. I can't think of a single fucking one. Right? Who is it? Like, like I would be surprised like if there are any besides like in very like queer circles, like popular like YouTubers or just like activists. Uh huh. But like in big names on big television everyone knows i can't really think of one yeah where Usually. like you where if you walk up to someone on the street and you say do you know caitlin jenner everyone will probably say yeah yeah you walk up on the street and you say do you know whoever this trans man is yeah do you know so and so and they'll probably go who yeah exactly damn so it's like there's that about it and it's a lot easier to like pass as a trans man on testosterone and whatnot, and usually a lot of them will just like be stealth, not come out as trans, just like just be male, no trans about it. Um, so they're just like, I don't know, I don't know how I want to word it, not like keep it as a secret, but like if I was to pass as male and just not tell anybody I was trans, and just like everybody thought I was just. Born a dude. Yeah. But it's a lot harder for trans women to do that. Because they're more, like, clockable. They're uh-huh. easier to, like, see. Gotcha, gotcha. It's a lot harder to fly under the radar as a trans woman. For sure, for sure. And then, to, like, to... So, the or, uh, Orange is the New Black is a prime example of representation in terms of, like, a mass kind of output. Mm-hmm. Right? Where a lot of people are seeing this and a lot of people are getting some form of education. I don't know how far-fetched that show is. Is, is, is it a pretty kind of realistic show or does it present it all, all, like all closer to over the top? Um, I haven't watched a lot of it. Um, I'm trying to think. I haven't watched any of the newer seasons. I think I just watched like first season, maybe second season. But like it represented it not like in a bad light. They And they had like a trans female actress as the role for this trans female character so like that helps a lot yeah um but it's not over the top it's not like unrealistic it's not portrayed evilly it's just like she's there that's like that's her character she went through this character arc of um in the show i believe she before she transitioned she was like a father to a child and she was like this isn't me I'm a woman, whatnot, whatnot. Can't remember what happens, but ends up in prison. Because um, the whole show, Orange and is the New Black, say, is all takes in place in prison. <laughs> but it's like probably unrelated to her being trans. Um, no, probably most definitely. And she's just living her life as a trans woman in a woman's prison. Huh. Yeah, I... I, I I can't think of many trans examples in terms of television shows or even movies. Um, I know a lot of examples of like gay representation in terms of movies. I think that is, so maybe the slight edge goes to, to my question of, is it harder to be gay or trans? I think it, I think it's a little harder to be trans. There's definitely not a lot of representation with trans people. Which translates right into education. Yes. So there's more of an education in terms of understanding the gay community, because there's a lot of examples. Like there's a phenomenal movie called blue is the warmest color. 
Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of it? I have not. No, it's a French film. I think it's French. Hmm. Um, great movie though. It's three hours long. It's like a slice of life kind of thing. Ah. Uh. Um, and it's this it's this girl, you know, going through realizing, oh, okay, I like women. Um, and it's foreign language French, so you have to read subtitles. But mm-hmm. uh, that's a great movie. Um, a prime example is The Walking Dead. The yeah. The, the, the zombie show like mm-hmm. they have they have a few gay characters in there mm-hmm. and uh they're i think they're represented pretty well i i kind of hopped off that show but um, yeah i was always more into the game than the show so i just kept up with the game oh the the telltale yeah series okay i i played that a little bit and then i just thought the animation style was a little weird mm. for my you know personal like i was like eh, this feels yeah i could see you that know what i mean uh, this is trans. Like this goes back to me not liking animation movies that much. Mm-hmm. I much prefer you know, live action. Yeah. So if I play a game, I want it to look as close to, you know, Realism real life possible. as possible. possible. Whereas you play that the the Walking Dead series, it's very comic booky looking. Yeah, and I appreciate that, especially like conveyed in three D, like all those hard like black lines and whatnot. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Yeah. But it's also like, I'm a very like artistic person. I love colors. I love style. Um, I love incorporating a lot of my art with said color and like trying different styles of things. Uh, Into the Spider-Verse is a really fucking good movie. Everyone's telling me that. It's on Netflix. So I got to check that out. You do. Yeah. It's really good. I don't know how you like it because you said you don't like animated movies, don't like cartoon, well, like stylized art as much as like realism yeah, yeah but it's still like something to behold okay I'm ex- yeah i'm excited i'll check it out um who's your who's your preferred spider-man out of the three we have are you familiar mm. or not really one moment <laughs> i don't know because it's like i don't keep up with a lot of like superhero stuff um to the Spider-Verse was really good. And I really like Miles. I think if that's not his name, I'm just yeah, going to die. Yeah, Miles Morales. Yeah. Miles Morales, I think, is what it is. If that's not his name, I'm going to die. <laughs> um, I think for me, it's Tobey Maguire. So the, uh, the Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, and Spider-Man 3. Mm-hmm. Have you seen those? Yeah, I have. I remember seeing okay. them. Like, kind of younger, but I definitely remember them. Those, okay. That's my go-to Spider-Man. Like, that's... he. You could classify him as the OG mm-hmm. in terms of... I think there was, like, a Spider-Man TV show back in the day. Mm-hmm. Really fucking corny. Like, the like the Batman and, Batman and Robin show. Oh, yeah. Sort of, you know, sort of similar to that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Tobey Maguire comes along, and, and they really presented Spider-Man mm-hmm. pretty fucking realistically. And then, of course, you got Andrew Garfield... Those two yeah. movies, The Amazing Spider-Mans. And now you have Tom Holland in the mm-hmm. cinematic universe. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's that, that that's my go-to in terms of in terms of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. But uh, everybody has their own, you know, piece of the pie yeah. in terms of like Does who, Venom count? Does Venom count? Well, no, he's well, I mean, he's in Spider-Man 3. Yeah. That's my but favorite. You like Venom? I like Venom. Did you see the new one? Unfortunately not, but I've seen enough like stuff on YouTube and social media to be like, I like Venom. I should. I'd never watch movies. I just never like 
usually I just don't have the brain cells to like focus in for something on two hours like that. Like to just sit idly. I have to like, I want to do something. Like, oh, I'd much rather like draw or whatnot and like listen to music or like do something actively. Okay. So you have to kind of be doing multiple things. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. It's, it's cause even like when you're sitting here, like you're, I mean, I do it too, but like you have your leg bouncing. Yeah. I'm like shifting <laughs> all the time. That's cool. Let's, I wonder why. I wonder why the brain is weird. Yeah. It's all, it's all comes, it comes back to the brain. There's something, it's not even necessarily the wrong wiring. It's just kind of like your wires are crossed a little differently than. Definitely. Right. I definitely it's have like, mental illness. You think so? <laughs> no, I was are, diagnosed, oh, you were diagnosed with um, ADD and a mood disorder and just general like depression and anxiety. So like there's that about it. My wires have definitely been crossed. Shit. It comes with the territory of being Val. Yeah, well. Look, I think we're all a little fucked. Right? Oh, definitely. I think everybody is a little fucked. Whether it's If you're not fucked, you're lying. A hundred percent. Whether it's talking to yourself, right? Mm-hmm. I do it all the time. I am almost my best friend. You know what I mean? Almost, not quite. Yeah, like I don't want to call myself my best friend. That sounds a little pathetic. But I'm like, I'm pretty comfortable. Like if I'm driving Mm -hmm. long distances, there's plenty of times where I'm sure if someone were to pull up next to me and look over, they would think I was like either talking over Bluetooth through my phone to someone Mm -hmm. or jamming out. And neither is the case. I'm literally just, there's no music going. I'm just talking to myself. I'm Mm -hmm. just like, all right, Eddie, so uh, today you're going to do this, that, and that, and you're going to have fun with doing that. And I think you're going to enjoy it. And, then and that's like, why I, and podcasting then like, is for you. And then I'll respond to myself. Like, I'll be like, yeah, you know what? You're yeah, you're right. I'm going to enjoy it today. Mm-hmm. What are you going to, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, like, we're all a little fucked. But what's weird about that, I don't know. Do you, so you said you talk to yourself? Um, Usually if I'm, like, really, like, manic or, like, really anxious, I'll start, like, rambling and I just keep going. It's like an avalanche Uh uh-huh and you do it out loud yeah okay so you don't even internalize it yeah like at that point it's like so like intense and out there that it's like also like physically showing okay so what's weird about that and you and tell me if you agree with this Mm -hmm. i don't think it's weird when i'm doing it right so like i think it's pretty normal Mm -hmm. the second i see someone that i am like observing talking to themselves i'm like that person is fucking like like they are the prime example of a lunatic Mm -hmm. do you do that too yeah like i look at them and i'm like there's something there's something really wrong with that yeah like again like i agree it's i'm like who am i to judge because i do it too but it's funny Mm -hmm. the way it works i look at them and i'm like yeah there's something wrong with that person why why are they talking to them but i do it like (laughs) like i'll see someone like exhibiting like the same symptoms that like i would exhibit yeah and it's like whoa and then i'll have them and it's like wait I do that. This is what I look like. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. It's funny. That's a prime example for me. So that's why I say we're all a little fucked. Whether you talk Mm -hmm. to yourself, whether you, I don't fucking know, like whether you, like how do you sleep? Do you sleep with clothes on? Do you sleep butt-ass naked? Do you sleep? Um, With clothes on, I usually sleep uncomfortably. 
and I am told that I sleep like I'm flailing around <laughs> and I'm like like there's been times where I'll even like crack my knuckles in my sleep and I I don't know I'm asleep but I've, I'm but told you're this. cracking your knuckles as you're sleeping yeah wow or like just moving my arms repositioning shuffling around yeah like all of this shit dude i want to do um i want to do something like paranormal activity not to try to catch ghosts mm -hmm. but i want to literally just set up a camera in my bed and just watch me yeah. like i want to know what i look like when i'm sleeping yeah you know i like i really want to know because i haven't had someone tell me like i cracked my knuckles but there's there's been some times like i wake up and i'm like laying like this mm -hmm. like with my hands behind my head almost like i'm sun tanning yeah <laughs> it's like how did that happen like what like what made me do that mm -hmm. you know or like am i kicking or like usually like no matter how i fall asleep i wake up like face down really on your stomach yeah, yeah. wow that doesn't like i can't do that i don't know you can sleep on your stomach i can't sleep on my back no shit like i just don't find it like comfortable i'm just laying there and it's like Ugh. yeah it is a weird position I'm most comfortable on my side. Like, it's usually either yeah. left or right, and then I'll do my back, and then worst-case scenario, I'll do my stomach. I can't, like, I just can't breathe. Mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a through the, the mouth, or, yeah, I'm a through the mouth kind of breather. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they say you should try to keep your mouth shut when you go to bed mm -hmm. and just breathe through your nose. That ain't happening. Yeah, no. That, fuck that. Like, I can't fuck breathe. Fuck that noise. I can't breathe. Mm -hmm. These two little fucking holes are, aren't big enough. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I got to, I got to take that air in, especially because I'm not conscious. I'm like, you know, I'm relying on my, on my brain to keep me alive at that point. Yeah. You know, I'm not even in control of my body. I'm just hoping that my body is in control of itself. Mm -hmm. So. Usually I just curl up into the smallest ball imaginable. <laughs> like you curl up like in the fetal position. Yeah. Like the whole nine yards, like on my side. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll just wake up like just fucking. It's a good position. Planked and on my stomach. And it's like, okay, I guess so. Do you ever put a, like a pillow between your legs? Yeah. Usually I'll do the pillow between the legs because it kind of keeps your, your spine aligned. Yeah. when you're laying on your side, I think if you were to like kind of x-ray yourself, mm -hmm. what it looks like is your, your spine is almost like, it looks like a hill mm -hmm. and that's not necessarily the best position. So yeah. if you put a pillow between your leg, it just kind of evens it out. Mm-hmm. So I try to do that, but sometimes that doesn't work either. It's like, oh, this is uncomfortable. Get this out of here. Yeah. You ever sleepwalk? I have not. You've never sleepwalked? No. I have sl I, I have done that multiple times, and there's a really? story. Yeah, there's a story where uh, I think it was my dad caught me, and I was using the, the trash can as a toilet. Oh, no. I was peeing into the trash can, thinking oh, it was the toilet, no. and I was sleepwalking. Mm -hmm. And he caught me doing that. And then the other thing was um, I literally walked outside. I walked out the door of the house we were living in, out uh -huh. into the cul-de-sac, and I was sleepwalking. Oh, and I just God. walked out. Isn't that scary, though? I mean, I don't remember doing it. That's yeah. that's the scary part. But, like, afterwards, it's like, whoa, I could have, like, been hit by a car or something. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I don't even remember if they caught me and brought me back or if I just instinctively was, like, my brain was, like, nah, this isn't working. Like, you sh you definitely don't need to be out here. Go back. Mm -hmm. but that's just so weird that. It's too cold out here. Go back. 
there's the, there's two factors that's weird about sleepwalking. One, you don't typically remember doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't remember doing peeing in the trash can or walking out a door into the fucking cul-de-sac we lived at. Yeah. And then the second thing is the fact that you can even still, that, that you're functional to that point where you can be asleep, technically, and still walking. Mm-hmm. How does that even, I don't, I don't, I just don't get it. I don't know. I think there's like probably some science behind it. Of course there is, but it just comes back to we're fucked. We're fucked. We're, we're all absolutely fucked. fucked. We're all fucked. The human mind is fucked. Yeah, it's too complicated to not have things be messing up. <laughs> right? Like the brain is so fascinating that if it didn't mess up, that wouldn't mess like that wouldn't be right. Yeah. Like it has to mess up because of how incredible it is. Yeah, how it, incredibly complex. Like there's so many things going on. Yeah, the brain is the brain is amazing, mm-hmm. and you look at it like there's this thing I forget what it's called, but there's this thing where it's like your brain is actually like your brain knows what it's going to say before you actually say it. It's like a millisecond kind of thing, hmm. right? Like so you think about it, you don't know what you're gonna say next, right? Like this is this is something I've heard. Joe Rogan talk about, I've heard other people talk about, you don't know what your next word is until you say it. Yeah. Like right now, Mm -hmm. you don't know, but your brain forms it and then sends it to your mouth Mm -hmm. in like a millisecond. I think I've experienced that, like, albeit drive through and I have this like pre-prepared script in my head and I'm already saying it without even like thinking about like how to formulate the words and how to say it. Like, I'll usually just let my brain go on autopilot and I'll, like, think in the foreground, like, what do I say? But I'm already saying it. Yeah. Yeah. I know exactly. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what you're saying. And I think that's maybe why some people stutter. Yeah. I think that's maybe why some, yeah, you know. I know I do. Oh, yeah. We're all, we all stutter. And, uh, and I think that's the brain and the mouth getting things mixed up. Yeah. It's mixed signals going Mm-hmm. both ways it's like no i want to say this no say this like yeah <laughs> it's funny shit dude crazy but i love it mm-hmm. thinking about the shit that's something that at 27 that i find myself more and more like i'm just the like the shit that i never would have found fascinating fascinates me now mm-hmm. you know like the shit back in like high school when i would have been like the fuck who the fuck cares what the brain's doing mm-hmm. that the fact that there's a millisecond between when you talk and when your brain is forming it mm-hmm. I don't fucking care that's that's fascinating shit mm-hmm. so um the all right so we got off on some side tangents there but just to kind of bring it back here and, and then we'll call it a day uh, i think telling your story having people hear it and if you are listening to this, you relate to it, share it around. If you know someone that's ignorant about some shit like this, share it around. And uh, something that you like to say is don't take it as gospel, right? Like, Yeah, don't take what I say as like the pinnacle for all trans things everywhere because it's like I don't have the experience of a trans woman. And I don't have, like, not every trans man has the same story as me. Usually all of them are different. Like every single person goes through life differently and the same applies to being trans like every single person has different circumstances different ways they went about things like no one suddenly just fucking like woke up in a coals and they were like whoa um, if you wake up in a coals 
Yeah, I think That's you might have a different issue. <laughs> I think you might have a different issue. Um, but no, look at like other trans people. Hear about other trans people. Listen to their stories. Hear what they have to say. So like, just look into things. Like, get like educated. I guess like just hear what other like hear other people's stories. Yeah, and. Don't take any one thing one person says as like, that's it. That's how it is. Like, listen to a bunch of different experiences and make your own informed decision or like idea or whatever the word might be. Yeah, exactly. And just agree on the fact that if we all treat each other as fucking humans, mm-hmm. not as Indonesians, uh, fucking uh, Pakistanis, as fucking Americans, as fucking Japanese, like, get rid of that shit right there. That's that's one of the problems of the world. I mean, it's great that you want to be a Brazilian. It's great that you want to be uh, uh, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. great you want to identify, but, like, look at the broader scope. We're all sharing a ball floating in space that has been here for who knows how fucking long mm-hmm. and we're sharing that's the key word we're sharing it no one owns this place mm-hmm. we're all just sharing it so fucking treat it that way and treat others the way you you want i mean this is fucking kindergarten shit but it's true treat it's each other true. the way you want to be treated it makes fucking sense mm-hmm. that's one thing that they teach in public school i hope they still teach that makes sense yeah like that's it and Jesus Christ, if you don't agree, just, all right, keep it internalized. Don't say it out loud. Yeah. Or if you do, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Freedom of speech is a it's double a standard. <laughs> Definitely a double standard. But either way, I had a lot of fun having you on here. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful you wanted to come back and yeah. fix the, the audio issues. And, and hopefully it sounded, it definitely is going to sound a lot better than it did initially. Mm-hmm. Um and uh is there any place like you don't do social media right i don't do social media too often i have like art i do on fucking deviant art of all things i'm trying to find a new website but i just nothing's out yet that is like anything i like so like deviant art and twitter alexanderite i'll probably have the at um i'll give it to eddie and he can put it in the show notes yeah put in the show notes Cool. Awesome, dude. Um, all right, everybody. That is Val Stancheck. Let's try that one more time. I feel like a dumbass. I'm trying out new equipment here. I didn't have the, uh, I didn't have the, there we go. I didn't have that up. All right, everybody. Take two. Here we go. That is Val Stancheck. There you go. That's probably better sounding. All right, guys.